We'd like to welcome you back to our fourth and final part of our current event and Bible study for November 16th, 2014. Next report, this is uh, was on the Q files. It says, um, last night I was listening to Aaron Klein's radio broadcast, and he gives a link to this, am970theanswer.com, from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. And a woman caller said that her son is one of the 4,000 U.S. military who were sent to Liberia to, quote, fight Ebola. By the current White House occupant, <laughs> her son told her in the one and only phone call that, man, that he managed to make since his arrival there that the troops are serving as hospital orderlies. And they've been ordered to empty patients' bedpans and change filthy bedsheets infected with urine, vomit, and fecal matter. Uh, I bet you that's not what he signed up for when he first got in the armed services. He never said anything about how the troops are building clinics for the new, new Ebola patients because, see, that's what they said they're going to be doing. So there'd be absolutely no risk to any of the troops going over there. That's what was said. I even read that document on on air, that they, they wouldn't have any direct interaction with the Ebola patients. Again, a total lie fed to us by our government. <clears throat> then it goes on to say, um, he just emphasized that this mission to fight Ebola really is, and there's a blanket, what I'm sorry, what this mission to fight Ebola really is. Well, meaning they're, they're hospital orderlies. And there's a blanket prohibition on all of our military in, in that area against any phone, text, or email contact with anyone back home in the States. And they are forbidden to tell friends or family what they're being forced to do by this disgusting weasel playing commander-in-chief on TV. Um, <clears throat> President Obola. Um, and then it goes on to say this, Our esteemed and beloved Janet Levy sent me a brilliant and jarringly realistic reply to one of my Ebola alerts last Friday. Janet's reply was stark. She wrote, Ask yourself why this miserable excuse for an American president would send 4,000 of our outstanding military to serve as hospital orderlies and in is what is currently the most dangerous environment on the planet, even with state-of-the-art hazmat gear, which, you know, is there actually proof of that? Are they really wearing state-of-the-art, I mean, are they wearing positive pressure hazmat gear, which is really what you would want to be wearing? You know, full containment, uh, hazmat, positive pressure suits? I doubt it. I just kind of doubt it. And were they even trained in it? Well, they took an online seminar. You know, I mean, come on. Anyway, where does our Constitution say that an American president can use our military in such an atrocious way, which deliberately exposes them to a disease that kills hundreds of people daily in the region to which these young Americans were ordered? You don't hear an outcry about this because the top military command has placed a gag order upon all of our troops who are walking around performing tasks about which they were never told before being shipped directly into harm's way. More Americans must learn about what Barry Sotero, meaning Obama, and his, his original name, and Valerie Jarrett have done with our military. This information must be distributed. The media aren't going to report a thing about this. You can bet on it. That was November 10th, so it was about six days ago that that came out. Then the next report, uh, the Ebola pandemic began late in February in the former French colony of Guinea, while UN agencies were conducting nationwide vaccine campaigns for three other diseases in rural districts. Mm, what a coincidence. The simultaneous eruptions of the phylovirus in widely separated zones strongly suggest that a virulent Zare Ebola strain was deliberately introduced to test an antidote in secret trials on unsuspecting humans. 
The release of Ebola may well have been an act of biowarfare in the post-colonial struggle to control the mineral-rich West Africa. There's been a lot of theories on that, to totally destabilize that area so that they can, can take control of the mineral rights. Which, you know, wouldn't surprise me a bit. Earlier this year, rural residents eagerly stood in line to receive vaccinations from foreign-funded medical programs. Since the cover-up of the initial outbreak, however... Panicked West Africans, rural folk, are terrified of any treatment from international aid programs for fear of the rumored genocide campaign. So they're literally doing this on purpose to actually create the Ebola. They're vaccinating the people that are coming down, it sounds like, with Ebola. Okay, which again, you look at the 1918-1919 Spanish flu. The people that died were the ones that got vaccinated. Well, this is what appears to be what they're doing there. Now, um, I'm going to play that last. Let me, let me, I'm, I'm going to switch something around in my study because this is it's more pertinent to play this next audio after what I just told you. So, let me just... Okay, so let's uh, go to the next one, next report. Um, Operation Depopulation Exposed in Africa. United Nations organizations are being accused of sterilizing... Millions of girls and women under the guise of an anti-tetanus vaccine program uh, sponsored by the Kenyan government. Remember, the, the two goals of the vaccines are to create a weak, sickly public that is also sterilized and also kill them a lot quicker. Or to introduce something into their system that will kill them like Ebola or also totally alter their, GN, their DNA, which is what we're going to talk about next. These are the goals of any vaccination program. And people have asked me a lot about tetanus. Well, isn't tetanus safe? No, it's not. There is no vaccine that is safe. They're all satanic. They're all evil. I don't know of one that doesn't have some type of satanic agenda where they're putting in all kind of garbage, foreign DNA, culture them, culturing them at least 13 off aborted babies. And I know it's more than 13 at this point. Literally off aborted babies. Human diploid cells. So, United Nations organizations are being accused of sterilizing millions of girls and women under the guise of an anti-tetanus vaccine program sponsored by the Kenyan government. The um, Gardasil shot is another one that sterilizes you and will cause miscarriages. And I've read that. I read that one time. I read that uh, message board where all these women who were getting the Gardasil shot were saying, yeah, lost my baby a week after I got the shot or a day or a month. Yeah. And it's just like matter-of-factly. They're talking about miscarriaging their baby. Well, Gardasil shot created the miscarriage and probably also gave you HPV, human papillomavirus, uh, genital warts. And um, so, you know, this is what it does. Uh, let's go further here. Kenyan Catholic bishops say their worst fear has been proved right. A current WHO vaccine, World Health Organization, campaign is not about eradicating neonatal tetanus. Oh yeah, neonates are really at risk for tetanus, which you get by... Uh, typically um, walking on a rusty nail that has fecal matter on it. That's how you typically get tetanus. The neonates in the womb really have a, a problem with tetanus. Just like giving the hepatitis B vaccine, uh, 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 a virus that's typically transmitted through IV drug use of promiscu or promiscuous sexual partners or sharing needles among heroin addicts. You know, those little babies, they got a real problem with that as well. You know, sharing needles and 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 and, and, and sexual promiscuity and, and and sharing heroin needles together, stuff like that. You know, little babies have a problem with that. It really makes a lot of sense. Uh, 
Anyway, a current WHO vaccine campaign is not about eradicating neonatal tetanus. Instead, it's a well-coordinated mass sterilization exercise using a proven anti-fertility vaccine. It's exactly why all these vaccines are evil. Every one of them. And here's a whole bunch of links to other reports, and then I'll play the video. I'll just give you the, the titles of the links. Depopulation Vaccine in Kenya and Beyond. For the record, Rockefeller, soft kill, depopulation plans exposed. These devils, like these Rockefellers and these Rothschilds, I can't even imagine the, how, how white hot in hell and then the lake of fire they're going to burn in. They, they think they're getting away with, they're not getting away with anything. They are going to reap what they sow, particularly in the next life. Beyond anything they could ever, ever, ever even imagine. Next report, Obama depopulation policies exposed. And, and Obama's going to be right the head of the line as far as I'm concerned with that. Three articles for mass dis- distribution. Rockefeller depopulation plans exposed. And then, food and depopulation. International takeover by the UN. Uh, food and depopulation. Scams and solutions. And then, um, NGO envisions global one-child policy. It's not enough to sterilize the women and to kill us off quicker. Uh, they got to make sure we have a one-child policy as well, which will ensure the, the absolute destruction of the planet as well. Um, pandemics to solve overpopulation. Um, yeah, I've been saying that for a long time. Overpopulation is a eugenics agenda lie. Video acclaimed author exposes overpopulation myth, and op- overpopulation is a myth. Okay, let's go ahead and play this video here. United Nations organizations are charged with sterilizing millions of girls and women under cover of an anti-tetanus vaccine program sponsored by the Kenyan government. The population control scheme was exposed after the Kenya Catholic Doctors Association sent six samples of the tetanus vaccine that was used during the World Health Organization's immunization campaign this year to laboratories in South Africa for testing. According to the doctors, all samples tested positive, for the HCG antigen. HCG mimics a natural hormone that's produced by pregnant women. Well, the bishops and doctors... HCG, is, is its full name is human chorionic gonadotrophin. Okay? And it's, it's a hormonal way of sterilizing somebody, as you'll see. ...warn that injecting women with HCG actually causes them to develop antibodies against it. When they do get pregnant and produce their own version of HCG... It triggers the production of antibodies that cause miscarriages. The doctor said, This proved right our worst fears, that this World Health Organization campaign is not about eradicating neonatal tetanus, but a well-coordinated, forceful population control mass sterilization exercise using a proven fertility-regulating vaccine. Now that sounds a lot like a conspiracy theory until... And again, you, you hear Bill Gates which we're going to hear here in a little bit, he's absolutely at the absolute spear tip of the vaccination campaigns in Africa. And again, this is where they're beta testing this stuff, uh, really hardcore beta testing. Obviously, we're getting beta tested anywhere where they have mass vaccinations. Uh, 
I mean, it's full, but this is like the way more aggressive stuff that they try to pull off in Africa, and Bill Gates is at the spear tip of that. We read the World Health Organization's own literature. This is a report from August 1992 titled Fertility Regulating Vaccines. In it, they discuss the most advanced research on FRVs involves vaccines directed against HCG. As the Kenyan doctors point out, World Health Organization conducted massive vaccination campaigns using the tetanus vaccine that was laced with HCG in Mexico in 1993 and Nicaragua and the Philippines in 94. Just like with this current inoculation program in Kenya, these campaigns targeted women of childbearing age, 14 to 49 years old, and each received a total of five injections. A typical tetanus vaccine schedule is just three shots. And don't be fooled, this isn't about giving women around the world a choice. The tetanus lace with HCG was given as a fertility-regulating vaccine without disclosing its contraceptive effect to the young girls and mothers. Why would the UN want to suppress the population in developing countries? The overlords of scientific dictatorship are ruthlessly prosecuting a war on our most defenseless. In December of 1974, the U.S. government made third world population reduction a central national security issue. The operation plan titled National Security Study Memorandum 200 openly stated that populous third world nations posed a threat to the international elite's monopoly of global power. The Kissinger-authored U.S. plan targeted 13 key countries where massive population reduction was called for. Kissinger recommended that IMF and World Bank loans be given on condition that nations initiate aggressive population control programs, such as sterilization. Kissinger also recommended that food be used as a weapon, and that instigating wars was also a helpful tool in reducing population. In 1972, the Nixon White House also implemented a eugenics policy which was directed by George Herbert Walker Bush, then United States Ambassador to the United Nations. Bush advised China on the formulation of their one-child policy and directed the federal government to forcibly sterilize more than 40% of Native American women on reservations. And following in his eugenicist father's footsteps, Bill Gates donates millions of dollars to research population control programs. Uh, probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. Now uh, that's back from high school algebra. But let's this, this is this devil speaking at a TED conference, the ones he puts on, and everybody's laughing. That's got to get close to zero, meaning zero, I believe zero population growth is what they're talking about here. And everybody's laughing, you bunch of sick devils. Let's take a look. Uh, first we've got population. Now, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. So they're going to use, if they do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, and reproductive services, those are the primary means that they're going to eradicate these billions of people is what he's saying, at least at least from an official standpoint. You could introduce a pandemic and, and decimate the planet that way. But that also figures into vaccines and healthcare because they're going to be the ones offering the magic bullet or the silver bullet to whatever you know they created. 
So, I mean, these, these people are just, again, they're just literal containers for satanic entities to operate through. And the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is committing $10 billion over the next 10 years to make it the most aggressive decade ever, rolling out new vaccines to poor nations around the world. This idea of population control has been around for decades, and probably much longer. It's backed by powerful economic interests to cull the world population of the useless feeders so corporate giants can exploit world resources unimpeded. So that was a, I mean, that's a really good report on that particular subject. And it, it, it was a good segue from this Ebola breakout that coincided with UN vaccine campaigns. So, um, you know, these, these people are as sick and as evil as, as you can get. Now, I'm going to play this last video here. I never heard this guy talk before, but he really nailed it. And this confirms a ton of the teachings that I have done on this subject of corrupting the DNA of mankind and transhumanism and human 2.0 and the whole nine yards. So I'm going to go ahead and and roll this particular video, and this is the last thing we're going to be talking about. Okay, this is entitled Deadly Shots and Three-Strand DNA, Interview from N68 Secrets of the Georgia Guidestones. This is a guy named Anthony Patch. And um, uh, he, let me tell you, this guy pretty much nailed it. I'm not saying that he, well, actually, I think he is a Christian because I went up on his website, his Facebook page, and he's got several Bible verses up there and stuff. So I'm I'm not 100% sure about his theology, but um, he really seems to be, uh, really seems to be one of the few I've seen out there that has a real grasp. Um, on this subject. I mean, a, a very, very heavy duty. And he also has a new book coming out having to do with the um, CERN and the supercomputers working in league to create all of this satanic havoc. And we talked a lot about CERN, the super collider. So he seems to be really up on some really heavy duty subjects. Well, we've all heard of the bird flu and we've heard of um, tuberculosis and we've heard of... Um, flesh-eating diseases, and there's a number of things that have been going around in the media the last few years, including AIDS, which is still there, and and now we have, um, even as strange as it sounds, we have a rise to almost an epidemic level now of rabies. Okay, now, you've heard me talk a lot about rabies relating to Ebola, relating to rabies packets that they have dropped all over the United States to supposedly vaccinate or immunize the animal population. How rabies relates a lot into, like then you look at I Am Legend and and, and just the, the how that then figures into the whole zombie aspect of things. I, I, just key in rabies in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. There's no way I can summarize it this quickly. But I've talked extensively how they could use this rabies virus um, and how they said they're going to use a rabies virus, a modified rabies virus, in these vaccines, particularly when it has to do with Ebola. And that satanic, obvious satanic agenda they could be using with that. Which we typically associate with animals. But when it crosses to the human barrier, to the, the, the barrier between animal and human, crosses that barrier into the human, there is no treatment. There is no cure. 
for rabies? Well, I, I would beg to differ. Um, there is a protocol uh, up on um, the... Uh, uh, I can send it to you or up on the uh, com website um, under doctor's desk reference from with mild silver protein in rabies. Okay, so I'm not going to say there's not a cure for, for that. You may not have heard this. This is... Not necessarily new, but it's, it's coming to the forefront. And you know what this makes me think of? What's that? This zombie apocalypse. Absolutely. And that is the context in which the mainstream media right now is placing it, is in the zombie apocalypse. I mean, everywhere you look, there's a new zombie show or a new zombie movie. I mean, I looked at one time, and I think I read these outlines, just in one year, how many zombie movies had come out. And it was so staggering. Or how many zombie Shows had come out staggering. Now, Hollywood doesn't do something unless there's some type of satanic agenda afoot. So that is something that's very important to good old Hollywood. And uh, how that's all going to play out, you know, I, I can't obviously be dogmatic about that or sure about that, but it cannot be good, whatever their intentions are. Because that's exactly how people present themselves, if you will, I'm speaking medically, but um, that's how they appear and how they behave, it's like a zombie, because of the effects of um, rabies on the nervous system. Um, There were, last year and even earlier this year, there were actually drills conducted by our government on the zombie apocalypse and how would first responders, police officers, firefighters, paramedics, how would they deal with these people? So it sounds far-fetched to the average person who hasn't heard this before, but this is nothing new. But let's go beyond the rabies. Let's talk about um, people getting a flu shot or getting a you know, avian flu inoculation. There is another very insidious disease, if you will, which is really a man-made disease. It's a biological construct called MERS coronavirus out of the Middle East. It's the Middle East Respiratory Syndrome. Okay, this is the one I talked about previously where they were drinking fresh camel urine straight from the, out of their own mouth, straight from the tap. And literally I had images of, of, of wonderfully uh, demon-possessed Muslims uh, bathing themselves and waiting for the, the uh, next um, rush of urine to come out of the camel so that they could partake of, of that golden goodness. Uh, according to them, they were, and I'm not lying, they literally are drinking, and they do drink camel urine. And they eat undercooked camel meat, and this has something to do with their devil religion and certain things, and, and they were saying that that could be a main way that this MERS virus was being spread. Um, it's made its way into Europe to a certain extent, and eventually because of, you know, air travel, it will reach around the world. Um, It's another example of where inoculations or or vaccines are being derived, or they're trying to derive for. Um, That, again, I always like to go all the way to the end. What's the purpose? What's the goal? If you have a man-made, a man-made or engineered virus, why was it created? Is it simply just to kill people? Well, that's one part of it, but 
If you go further and you go deeper than that, it is to get people to demand a vaccine, a shot, if you will, or a pill. Why would, if you're in a position of control, of power, of ultimate power, why would you want people to demand a vaccine? Well, it's because something's in the vaccine that you want people to then have as a part of their body. Well, what is in the vaccine that you want everybody to have inside their body? It is a DNA manipulator or modifier. I mentioned earlier third-strand DNA. There is already, and you can find this on the Internet, um, in existence a third strand of DNA constructed of silicon. Again, we go back to the silicon chip in computers. The third strand is made of silicon and is also coated in gold. If you talk about nanotechnology and nano layers, this is extremely thin coating of gold down to a billionth of a millimeter of gold that is coating the silicon from which you are building a third strand of DNA. The purpose of the gold is to increase the surface area around the strand so that more information can be digitally imparted or programmed. You're essentially what you're doing is you're creating a third strand of DNA. You are transferring that or imparting it into a person's body through a vaccine that that person's demanding because they're afraid of contracting MERS coronavirus or avian flu or whatever it may be. Or Ebola. In this particular case, I I think when he did this, I don't know whoever put this up here, just put it up October 15th, but I think this was a little bit before that. And so, again, this is what I've always boiled everything back to. What is the true agenda with the vaccinations? To corrupt our DNA. What did Jesus say about Noah's day? He said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Okay, so before Jesus Christ's return, whether you believe in pre-trib, post-trib, whatever, we're very, we could potentially be very near that. Okay, pre, post, mid-trib, whatever. We could be right on the cusp of the tribulation, not too far. And so, this is something we should be looking out for. What were they doing in the days of Noah? Well, the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair. They took them wives, all that they chose, and he bore them giants in those days. The Nephilim, the fallen ones, this satanic, fallen, half-breed, half-human, half-fallen angel, who were unredeemable, who could only do wickedness, who corrupted the whole earth, so much to the point where I believe man's DNA was so corrupted, the seed had been corrupted, which was the whole point of this whole uh, satanic science project, that God had to kill everything on the earth, save the animals on the ark, and eight people on the ark, to preserve a, a pure bloodline that hadn't been corrupted. That was the point of it. He had to do it. He had no choice, because they would have been corrupted eventually too, probably. If, if Satan had gotten his way, meaning that. So, this is what we're seeing today. We're just seeing it in a different way. And the thing that's different with the vaccination is when they inject something into your bloodstream, it's there. It can do its thing. If you ingest something, 
if you inhale something, if something gets on your skin, there's certain things, there's certain protective barriers in your body where um, your body can deal with things. It's different, though, when you get something injected right into your body and there's there's no... It's, you've bypassed all your normal defenses, in other words. So that DNA can really... Um, whatever they've designed it to do, this third-strand DNA can really do its job much better than if you had ever tried to ingest it or, or, or whatever. Um, this is why they want it in an injectable form, because it's much more effective in that delivery system. So let's go forward. So the government, if you will, or the powers that be, sit back and they kind of chuckle when they say, well, we couldn't have forced people to take this vaccine or to take this hidden third strand of DNA they would rebel against it. But if Remember, they can also put the injectable nanorobots in the vaccine or an injectable uh, microchip. Uh, they can insert that at the end of quality control. It's been well stated. They said that during the swine flu. So you have no idea what you're getting in any type of shot at, at this point. I mean, vaccines really being the, the, the ones that uh, are the most nefarious of them all. We create the problem and present the solution, people will demand the solution, thus we achieve our ultimate goal of having this DNA in every person changed. Well, let's go deeper. What's the goal? What's the purpose? Yeah, you go around and change everybody's DNA, but what do they become? They become a hybrid. The insidious part of this I think what he's getting at here is this, that this DNA is not just going to, it, it, that it's going to replicate in the body, okay? And if it's literally replicating and it literally starts to become a part of your DNA, you're not you anymore. You're not fully human anymore. You're a hybrid. Okay? This is really serious from a salvation standpoint, if you ask me is that once a person is injected, almost immediately their DNA undergoes transformation. Almost immediately they lose all awareness of the fact that they've lost their independence, their ability to think on their own, to make decisions on their own, and to affect them on a moral level. Their moral independence, their beliefs, religious moral, ethical, legal, all of those go away. If you remove the... In other words, you would become potentially like a blank slate that Satan could manipulate. You would be turned over to a reprobate mind. You would have your conscience seared with a hot iron. All the things that you might have boldly stood for before, literally overnight, you're a different person. Wow, Ted's not quite the same these days. He was a good patriot, pro-life, pro all these good things, and now he doesn't even care. Huh. Wonder what, he, was I, did I see him up at CBS getting that, that vaccine the other day? Yeah, that was Ted, huh. Well, that had a strange effect on him, I guess. Independent thought, and that awareness that you've lost your independence is gone. What then do the powers that be do with these new forms of humans, hybrids? They can control them. They can turn them into a surf class. Not S-U-R-F. Not surfers. But S-E-R-F. 
a class of slaves to serve the elite, to serve the Ray Kurzweil's of the world who want to achieve immortality, but they need to have labor to manufacture, develop. And that's the least of what they could turn them into. They could turn them into their their assassins, their soldiers. I mean, they could they could turn them into food. I, whatever they want to do, these people are going to pretty much go along with it. And they will line up and take the mark of the beast freely. You know, they, they're, they would be literally unredeemable uh, vessels of wrath. I mean, I, I mean, if somebody's saved in this house, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know all the implications here. I'm not saying it makes you unsaved, but if you change your literal DNA and you're not fully human anymore, I don't see how that works in our favor regarding salvation. Not something I'm ever going to mess around with, that's for sure. Nor would I advise any of my listeners to ever mess around with any of this garbage. All of the technologies. They have enough technologies now. The technology, the scientific world, if you will, has reached the level where they don't care about hiding it anymore. Their agenda is so far advanced, both politically, philosophically, their sense of morals, and technologically, that no longer are they worried about you and me as the surf class and the coming surf class. They're not worried about what we think. They're not worried about us rebelling. And in fact, we won't rebel, partly because right now we've been so dumbed down through a variety of mechanisms. But once people demand the virus and they truly are dumbed down to where they've lost that awareness that something's happened to me? I mean, they demand the vaccine for the virus. Now they can do what they want with us. They are achieving what I call the hive mentality, like a beehive. Which is something that's heavily portrayed on the new Star Treks, the Borg, the hive mind, you know, uh, everything for the greater good, the, the George Orwell 1984 automaton robot serving, you know, the master class and all the little worker bees doing whatever they're told to do. Bees, soldier bees, serving the queen. The queen, in my estimation, is this elite class that's in power. And it's not the politicians. Forget the politicians. This has nothing to do with Republicans, Democrats, Tea Party, Libertarians. It has nothing to do with political structure or classes. It has to do with the small group that is in control and has been in control since ancient times. He wrote a book called Covert Catastrophe by Anthony Patch. And you can find him online too. He's got a Facebook. I tell you what, that guy really nailed it and surmised a ton of what I have reported on over the years in a very short period of time and confirmed pretty much everything that I have been warning about regarding this particular subject. I mean, guys, very insightful. So I've done also reports on this, audio teachings on this in times past. Here's one I did, and I give you these links, and I'm going to read the table of contents to a couple of these. And this was done, you know, this was done um, back in 2009, uh, September 
27th, so over five years ago, I did this teaching entitled Transhumanism, Vaccinations, DNA, and Corrupting the Seed of Mankind, which is kind of similar to what we were just talking about there. Transhumanism advocate Natasha Vitamore states that, quote, a transhuman is a human in transition. We are transhuman to the extent that we seek to become post-human and take action to prepare for a post-human future. She goes on to state, whether it be the shingles or the flu, the proactive development of molecular agents, such as nanorobots, to combat these and other protagonist viruses is the right thing to do. So we need to develop nanorobots, or maybe this third strand DNA, in order to combat the shingles or flu. Because it's always better to be, you know, totally unredeemable vessel of Satan through a vaccine, but at least we won't have shingles. You know, I mean, hey, at least we won't have shingles. Um, it's, it's, um, she says this is the right thing to do, according to Satan. Building a strong defense through nanomedicine to combat viruses is a worthy undertaking. Thank you, you fork-tongued witch, for that wonderful, insightful opinion of yours. Christian author Shannon Gilbert states, Transhumanism, also known as the H-plus movement, envisions a higher life form, surpassing Homo sapiens in favor of a Homo sapiens 2.0, or a bioengineered construct that fuses man's original genome with animal and/or synthetic DNA. Doesn't that sound like what he just described? A silicone-based third-strand DNA with a gold coating. That sounds like a synthetic DNA to me. A nano DNA, a robotic transhumanism. You're literally a cyborg, meaning you're part human, part machine. And part something else, probably. Who knows? For decades, laboratories have created chimeric combinations of animal, plant, and even human DNA under the guise of medical research. The stated goal is to better man's lot by curing disease. It's always about curing our ailments. But this benign mask hides an inner sardonic grin that follows an ancient blueprint to blend God's human creation with the seeds of fallen angels. Guaranteed, this DNA has something to do with fallen angels, just like it was in the days of Noah. They're just trying to implement it a little bit different way to the masses than they did back then. The Bible says where, where you know, Satan said to Eve, you know, you shall be as gods. You know, the, the, the whole thing of tempting Eve. I warn of a day that when true humans may unknowingly receive transhumanism and, stri- and see that whole, you should be as gods, that's the whole thing that the New World Order, that the, that the New Age movement has promised as we move out of the age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius, you shall be as gods, you need to go to the next evo- your next evolutionary step on the evolutionary chart that Darwin started. Now this is it, you're going to become... And, and you're going to become as gods, and, and, and you're going to, you know, transcend good and evil, and all of this, these lies and garbage. This is this is the whole uh, thing that we're moving into now, and the whole temptation that they're going to be putting out in front of people. She goes on to say, "I warn of a day that when true humans may unknowingly receive transhuman instructions via an implant or injection." Huh, I wonder if that third strain DNA could pick up those instructions. Or maybe the injectable nanorobots or injectable 
microchips that they could put in somebody. A seemingly innocuous vaccine or identification chip can initiate intercellular changes, not only in somatic or body cells, but also in germline cells, such as ova and sperm. The former alters the recipient only, but the latter alters the recipient's doomed descendants as well, meaning all your offspring, if your sperm and ova have been have been altered from a DNA standpoint, all of them will be unredeemable, hell-bound vessels. They will never be able to be saved, which is why Satan wants to do this so bad. He wants to make sure nobody from a genetic level can be saved. The Nephilim couldn't be saved. It wasn't an option. Jesus Christ didn't die on the cross to save cyborgs. He didn't die on the cross to save Homo sapien 2.0. He didn't die on the cross to save somebody that has a third strand DNA going in them or is part human, part machine. And Satan knows that. This is why I've harped on this again over and over and over. Because this issue could literally be the difference between you going to heaven and hell. Easily be the difference. And and, and again, this is why, well, I don't need to know all this gar... Oh, really? You you don't think you could be destroyed for lack of knowledge here? If you thought that the old vaccines and the old medical profession had your best intentions at heart? Well, he's a good man. You know what? That good man's not worth going to hell for, your doctor, if he's telling you to do this. I'm, I'm giving you facts here. I'm telling you what their agenda is. I've shown it to you over and over again. I love you enough to tell you the truth. And and as the Bible says in Galatians 4.16, am I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? I don't want anybody's blood on my hands. I'm sure I've already got that anyway from people I haven't mentioned stuff to. But I've been screaming about this for a long time. I've been harping on this vaccination agenda for a long, long time. And that guy that just spoke and this information I have already put out, I'm telling you, this is what they're they're doing. They want to create a whole bunch of unredeemable non non-human cyborgs. And they're going to present it like it's the greatest thing since sliced bread and you're going to have you're not going to get sick and this and that. Yeah, well you'll burn in hell for eternity and you'll basically be a vessel for you know, uh, you'll just be an automaton for Satan. And any and any of your offspring will be unredeemable as well because their DNA will be altered too. I mean, this is really serious stuff. Then I did another teaching, and I give you all the links here in the PDF. It's on the last page of the PDF for November 16, 2014. This one is entitled, this one is a lot newer. This one is like uh, 2013. The other one was 2009. I recommend you listen to them both if you haven't heard this information. This is a more updated 2013 transhumanism, DNA, vaccinations, and the flu epidemic and proactive health measures. Four-part teaching there. And then another one I did in 2008, which was the first one I did, entitled Cloning, DNA Manipulation, and Corrupting the Seed and the Book of Enoch. How the Book of Enoch kind of talks about this type of stuff. I don't use it as, I don't call it canon of scripture. Uh, I use it as a commentary. And there's only one that I use, and it's the blue hardcover book that is actually uh, printed by a Baptist um, uh, publishing company and has all the KJV cross-references in it. And they only use KJV. And it shows you all the different things in the book of Enoch. There are literally, some of the verses are literally cross-referenced in the King James Bible. Literally. And then there's a lot of also other confirmation in the book of Enoch, particularly the first part of it. 
that is also mentioned in the Bible, and you can see where how it actually confirms the Bible in many, many places. So, uh, just to read you the table of contents for that teaching, the interpretation of Genesis 6-4, that the Nephilim are half-human, half-fallen angel, makes this whole concept very simple to understand. God made a way for man to be saved from his sin through grace by faith in his Son, Jesus Christ, but he did not make a way for angels that rebelled to be saved. Therefore, a mixture of two kinds would be an abomination and a corruption, and as a result would result in a fallen race. It is interesting that Genesis tells us that all flesh was corrupt in the days of Noah. What does that mean? We know that God destroyed all the animals as well as all people except except those in the ark and Noah and his family, but we will explore this topic further in this study. Now, what is... What is man doing in creating these hybrids, whether they are human, animal, plant, or animal? Man is mixing together kinds, mixing different kinds together and creating a corrupt and defiled race. It does not matter what percentage of human versus cow DNA there is in, in, in whatever they've created. Do cows get to go to heaven? Frankly, man is, in other words, did Jesus Christ die on the cross to pay the sin debt for cows? Okay. Frankly, man is messing with things he has no right to manipulate. He is, in effect, trying to play God, which goes right back to the original sin in the garden. So, very, very, very important stuff. Uh, Not just stuff where, oh, well, that's nice to know. It's never going to affect me in any way, shape, or form. This could could affect all of us if we go down the wrong path here and do the wrong thing. So, uh... That whole last part was very, very important that I just covered here. Uh, And all cross confirms one another. And obviously I've done tons and tons of teachings on this whole vaccination issue and the corrupting of the DNA. But these are some other uh, uh, studies that will will take you directly um, to those things about the corruption of the DNA. And I've also, if you want to access my other studies I've done just purely on vaccination, just key that search word in in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. So hopefully this has been a blessing to you, and um, just about out of time. We're going to have over four hours today, so uh, hopefully that will give you a lot to chew on over the next coming uh, week, two weeks. So God bless you, and I will close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day. I thank you for letting us come together once again, Lord, to explore these things that are going on on the planet right now. Lord, I pray that, uh, Lord, that your truth would go forth, that you would give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive, that we would be able to use this knowledge, Lord, not only to protect our families and ourselves, but also, Lord God, to educate other people, to help them, so that they do not fall into all of these satanic traps that are being laid around us, whether, Lord, it's Chrislam, uh, whether whether it's this vaccination issue, the transhumanism, the defiling of our DNA, uh, this thing about the, the primary water, Lord, there's just so much to, to know in today's day and age. I do pray, God, that we all be led of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I pray you bless my listeners, Lord, in the body of Christ, and in the innocent, Lord, and the babies and unborn babies worldwide, Lord, that you would protect them and preserve them and use them mightily, Lord God, for your glory, according to your will, that you forgive us for any and all sins that we have committed as we forgive those who have sinned against us, and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable and pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer, that you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults that they would not have dominion over us. And um, 
Lord, we just pray all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.